Welcome to the Fit Mom MD podcast. On this episode, Jenny tells us about her decontamination routine when she goes to and from the hospital. Jenny Hobbs, Fit Mom MD, and today I want to speak with you about my daily routines when I go to and from the hospital, how I decontaminate and try to protect my family. I'm going to give you a little glimpse into what I do. This is something I've come up with over the past month or so as we've been dealing with these COVID-19 cases here in the Seattle area, and I'm definitely constantly tweaking and trying to make this system better, but I'm pretty happy with what I have come up with so far. Um, You may have heard there's many doctors who've actually moved out from their families. Um, So maybe they're concerned about sleeping in the same bed as their spouse. So they're in the guest room or they're in a tent in the garage or an RV. Some people have actually moved into a separate apartment or sent their family away to stay with other people. And that's how worried they are about bringing home the virus and infecting their family. I thought about that uh, for about a hot minute (laughs) and then I decided not to do that for me. And my reasoning for that is that um, my kids are three and six, and we know children are overall at lower risk, very low risk of serious disease or death, although it's rarely reported in children that does happen, but it's very unlikely. And I just felt like, you know, this is going to be something that we're going to be dealing with um, for months and potentially years. And I didn't think it was reasonable or good for my kids that I were to stop hugging them or being around them in person for months or years um, to potentially, you know, decrease this tiny risk that they are already experiencing. So I just felt like the risk of me not being with my kids in a loving way for a long period of time uh, at this age versus their risk of dying from COVID just didn't balance out for me to move out completely. I was, I'll be honest, a little bit more worried, and I still am, that I might give something to my kids who would then pass it to my husband, who's obviously at a little bit higher risk being an adult, Um, but he is not immunocompromised or anything like that. And so I just, again, on balance, I felt like, you know, I'm going to need my family and they need me during this time. So once I kind of ruled out that possibility, I said, okay, if I'm going to do this for months on end, taking care of these sick patients, and I also want to be with my family, what can I do to make the risk of infecting my family as minimal as possible. And so that's really where I came up with this system. A couple quick things to keep in mind um, about how COVID is transmitted. We think it's primarily transmitted by very close contact with other people. So as you're speaking, large droplets are coming out and people who are within maybe three to six feet of you may get those droplets on their skin or in their mouth or whatever, and then they acquire it that way. Um, Another way that we think happens uh, somewhat often is that if I have a droplet on my hand and I touch something and then someone else comes along and touches that object and then touches their mouth, you know, the virus can live on that surface for a while and then live and then infect that person. That's called a fomite, the the inanimate object that you touch and then someone else touches and touches their mouth. Um, And some studies show that on certain surfaces, uh, the coronavirus uh, can live, you know, like 24 hours on cardboard or more like two or three days on other surfaces. So that's a real concern, especially when you have little kids in the house who touch everything and then it's hard to get them to learn not to touch their mouth and to wash their hands all the time. So those are the two big things. I will mention there's some discussion about whether or not coronavirus can be airborne. So um, that means like tinier than droplets, like these tiny little aerosolized particles floating around in the air after you sneeze or cough. Um, And that is thought to be uh, much less common, um, but studies do show that sometimes it does hang around in the air for up to three hours if you have the right tiny little particles. So just something that we keep in the back of our mind as well. And the other big thing to remember is that 
you can spread coronavirus before you're showing symptoms, um, and some people's infections are very mild or even asymptomatic. And so when I think about protecting my family, I worry that I might come home and it might be, you know, the virus might be living on me, or I might even have an early form of the infection that's not really symptomatic yet. And so I want to be cautious that even if I feel okay, I'm still being careful about not spreading it to my family as much as I can. So as you're thinking about your own family, those are some of the things to consider. All right, so let's go through the routine uh, step by step. First of all, I always wear my hair in a bun now. Uh, secondly, I don't wear any jewelry, nothing, uh, not including my wedding ring. I stopped wearing my watch. I only wear my scrubs to and from work. Then I go downstairs, I grab the only the necessary food that I need, and I put it in a washable, um, reusable grocery bag. And I stopped bringing back and forth a lot of things, so um, I kept um, my favorite cups that are dishwasher safe at work. Um, so I'm not bringing cups to and from and washing them at home. I'm simply putting them in the dishwasher at work. I also took things like a little container of peanut butter and things like that that I use often. I just bought separate ones and kept them at work just for use at work. So I'm not bringing so much food back and forth, just the few things that I really need to bring with each shift. Then I go downstairs and I actually don't take my regular purse to work anymore. I pull out just the necessary items that I need, like my wallet and keys, and I've pared that down. I'm a little high maintenance, so I still need a few things, and I put those things into a backpack, um, which can be easily washed and wiped down. I will say a lot of my colleagues who are less high maintenance than me just um, only put, you know, like their wallet in their pocket and their one key and their phone, um, but I haven't quite got it down to that, so I need the, the extra backpack. I keep that extra backpack in a garbage bag in my garage so that it stays outside all the time. And so I simply actually pull those items that I need, put it into that garage, um, have my reusable grocery bag with me, and I pop on some slip-on Birkenstocks in my garage as well. So all of that stuff goes out to the car with me. Um, in my car, I actually have my work clogs in another garbage bag. And so then once I get to work, I'm actually gonna take off those slip-on shoes and put on the work clogs um, once I'm outside of my car and wear those into work. So I'm not, any, I'm not wearing those anywhere except into my work and back out again. Um, once I get to work, I have actually started keeping more things there. So I used to wear a coat to and from work. Now I simply leave a zip-up hoodie at work that stays there all the time so I'm not getting germs on my um, coat and then wearing it back home. And I didn't want to sacrifice any of my nice coats, so I just have... Right now I'm using an old zip-up hoodie of Kevin's, uh, but I'm going to get get something dedicated just for work. Um, I also keep my reusable cups at work um, and I make sure I only use things that are dishwasher safe so that I can use them only at work, be washed in the dishwasher at work, um, and then they never go back home to be washed with our dishes. So I'm just limiting as much as I can anything that goes back and forth. I've even been sort of starting to keep more reusable food items there, so salad dressings and peanut butter and things like that, so that really all I'm bringing back and forth is just very minimal food that I need for those shifts that I can't already store at work. Once I get into the building, um, I actually um, go to the hospital scrub supply and get hospital scrubs and change out of these scrubs that I own into hospital scrubs. These then are saved to be changed you know, back when I leave the hospital and the hospital can launder the scrubs that I wear there and then these come home with me. Um, the other thing that I do once I get to work is I take a disinfectant wipe and I wipe my entire workstation as much as I can. I wipe my phone, all those things to start out my stretch. Um, and I won't go into all the details of what I do while I'm seeing patients, which is a whole nother topic. Um, but suffice to say, there's a lot of hand washing and a lot of bleach wiping, whatever I possibly can, or at least disinfectant wiping, whatever I possibly can while I'm at work. 
One thing I will mention is that I no longer wear my white coat to see patients and I usually don't wear a stethoscope either, just keeps it simple. So once my shift is over, I change out of the hospital scrubs, put those in the hospital laundry, put back on my regular scrubs, um, wipe down the, the backpack that I'm gonna be taking home one more time, um, just for good measure, <laughs> do extra you know, uh, hand hygiene. And then I head out to my car and I remove my clogs, put them back into the garbage bag and set those inside my car, put on my slip-on shoes drive home. When I get home, um, I take the backpack and I have I head over to my little station where I store it and I keep some disinfectant wipes there. So I wipe down the handles of that, um, open it up, wipe down the doorknobs and everything, and then get my other purse. And I very carefully wipe down and transfer all the items over to the purse. Put the backpack into a garbage bag and set it up high so my kids can't get to it. I then uh, take off the scrubs that I'm wearing and put those into another garbage bag, which also sits up on that high shelf. If it's my last day of work, I actually take that washable um, grocery bag and put it into that same bag. Um, and I'll talk about that in a second. Then I take off the slip-on shoes, wipe everything down one more time, including the door handle, head inside. Um, I use our downstairs uh, guest bathroom now, so I don't shower upstairs after a shift in our regular master bath. So I have moved all my toiletries and things like that into that guest bathroom. I also, before I start a stretch of nights, I put some pajamas and things downstairs so that it's really easy for me to get dressed after my shower down there. Um, take a shower, wash my hair. I not someone who used to wash my hair all the time and I hate going to bed with wet hair, but it's something that gives me an added measure of security. So I do that, get into my jammies. And at that point now, I'm, I should be completely free of coronavirus. I've got my purse, um, but it's my home purse that's been wiped down and all the contents have been wiped down. And then if it's my last day of my stretch, I actually have my garbage bag with my uh, dirty scrubs and my bag with remaining containers for my food that I've eaten. So I head upstairs. Um, and then again, if it's my last day, I take that plastic bag, open it up very carefully. And since I've just set the garbage bag on top there, I'm sorry, the grocery bag on top there, I pull out those containers, put them right into the sink so they can be washed. Um, then I wash my hands really well. And then I head upstairs to the laundry room. And again, if you don't want to worry about your food containers and all that stuff, you could just leave the whole bag of scrubs and food stuff down in the garage for a couple days to let the coronavirus die off and then do this step, which might be even a little safer, but I just kind of like to get the food containers taken care of. So I head upstairs and then I um, set this bag into the sink in our laundry room, uh, make sure my hands are nice and clean, get the soap, get everything all set up, and then take the bag and literally just dump the washable uh, grocery bag and all the scrubs right into the washer, wash it on, sanitize with no other things, and throw away the garbage bag. So that's kind of how I do it. Um, again, I've been kind of tweaking it over the past three to four weeks, and this I think is the best option for me. I don't want to have to throw all the food containers away at work. I guess I could see about dishwashing more of them at home, so I don't have to worry about that. Um, but this has been working really well. It doesn't take a ton of time, and it makes me feel so much more secure after I've done all that, that I can just be with my family and not have to feel uh, too nervous that I'm going to pass it on to them. Of course, there's always that risk, but again, for me, this is the best way I know to mitigate that risk and still, you know, be there for my family and also be there for my patients. So I hope you found this helpful. I'd love to hear if you're in healthcare, um, what your solution has been, what strategies you've tried, or if you found this helpful. Um, and even if you're not in healthcare, you know, maybe listen to some of this and think about ways that you can be just a little bit more cautious when you're going to and from the grocery store or things like that. 
Again, I am not a germaphobe type of person at all, and I don't think we should all be freaking out about this. Um, it's just too stressful to be obsessing. But I think once you get a system down that makes sense and works for you, then you can feel a lot more at peace that you're doing everything you can to protect yourself. So anyway, I hope that helps. And um, please leave me a comment um, below if you did enjoy this or if you have any other questions you'd like me to cover. Thanks for listening to the FitMomMD podcast. You can find out more at FitMomMD.com. Subscribe to our podcast to see what Jenny has in store for us next week.